Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Have you caught a dose of FCS fever? Welcome to the FCS Fever Podcast, a part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Now, here's your host of the FCS Fever Podcast, Jeff Colhane. All right, let's fire it up. Let's get it going. Yes, we are back. It is another edition of the FCS Fever Podcast. My name is Jeff Colhane. What are we talking about? Draft, baby. That's what we're talking about. NFL draft season is here, and it's always fascinating to see where the stars in our division, the FCS level, where these young men could wind up. And it's going to be a wild draft this year. Not a large quarterback class when it comes to the NFL draft of surefire, surefire picks and guys that are going to go out and lead organizations into the next decade or so as a quarterback of the future. And so you got offensive linemen, defensive ends, wide receivers, who are all projected in different areas, and the mock draft season is one that is so fun for so many out there. Coming up on the FCS Fever Pod, we'll talk with Anthony Tresh, pro football focus about some of the FCS prospects he is looking at and where he thinks they could end up overall. How many FCS prospects will be taken in the three-day period of the NFL draft being held in Las Vegas, Nevada? Let's roll into a little football music right here, and we will start with the FCS prospect I believe is going to be taken first based upon all the different things we are hearing out there. It is Northern Iowa offensive lineman Trevor Penny. This guy seems to be a volatile pick, and it's interesting you use that term because Penny plays with the tenacity and a volatility himself out there on the football field. Reading Anthony Tresh's a piece on Penning. You hear about this young man. I got a chance to watch him play quite a bit during his career in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Penny would watch the horror movie Saw before every game he played. That makes sense. This guy likes to get after people with a high level of physicality. He tested out very well. But it's interesting to listen to people talk about Trevor Penning. They almost use this nasty streak against him. I, for one, thought that was a great thing for an offensive or a defensive lineman to have. You'd like to have your guys to have a nasty flair and a nasty streak overall. It's been interesting to hear the chatter about Penning and where he ends up or where he could end up and how his game translates over to the next level in the National League. It looks like he's going to be a middle-of-the-first-round draft pick and a guy that won't fall any further than you know maybe 20 or 22 depending on how everything all shakes out. But 
feel pretty confident saying Trevor Penning tackle Northern Iowa comes off the board in the first round. Perhaps the largest riser as far as stock is concerned is North Dakota State wide receiver Christian Watson. I'll take you to this time a year ago. Watson in spring ball had been a guy that, of course, had big play capability, but still needed to become more consistent overall. In the summertime, Watson, I would say, was a day three pick. He was a fourth, fifth, sixth-round guy, depending on how things shook out his senior year in the fall of 2021. It wasn't a surefire selection that Watson was going to be a top 100 or top 150 player taken in this draft. But Christian had an unbelievable season. He was a dynamic player that no one could cover, and he also became a more consistent player catching the football, better with route running, and then things really took off with what he showed at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, the things Jim Nagy had to say about him, the head of the Senior Bowl, and then really, really took another level, took another jump with his performance at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, a 4.3640, a 1.46 second 10-yard split, 39-inch vertical, an 11-foot-4 broad jump at the scouting combine for a guy 208. That is big boy football right there, ladies and gentlemen. So Christian Watson, his, his projection, where he could end up, this is one that is going to be very interesting. You look at all of the big names in the mock draft world, the Mel Kuypers, the Todd McShays, the Daniel Jeremiahs. I've seen Charles Davis show Christian Watson. I've seen as high as 22, and I've seen as low as 47, according to some out there. So Watson, hoping to hear his name called at the end of the first round, starting to feel like what Vegas is saying is he is drifting towards the early portions of the second round. Nevertheless, it's a great problem to have. Compared to where Watson was at it a year ago this time, I thought he was going to be a guy that was more than likely a day three pick. And before we get to Anthony Tresh, one more name I'll throw out. Physical specimen, freak athlete. It's Troy Anderson out of Montana State. Hey, lucky enough to watch this young man play the quarterback position at Montana State back in 2018 and saw him play, obviously, and followed him at linebacker the last couple of years. Saw him out there on the field in the FCS National Championship game. Troy Anderson tested out extremely well, a guy that was great at the Senior Bowl and catching the eyeballs of scouts, GMs, coaches everywhere. Everyone talks about the learning curve, but you think, the things you hear about Troy Anderson, there's nothing he can't accomplish, nothing he can't do. Very, very smart individual expecting a day two selection for Troy Anderson, a guy that is as versatile as any around the world of college football. The feel you get, this is my opinion, in a sort of way. I know Cooper Cup had unbelievable numbers at Eastern Washington coming out. Great athlete, great football player, great head on his shoulders. You get that same kind of vibe about Anderson. That he's got just all the physical tools you are looking for and is going to make that jump from the FCS to the NFL a much easier transition than what people are assuming are going to happen. Well, the NFL draft coming up, it is a a few nights here, three nights coming up where dreams will come true for so many, and uh, many young men will find out where their NFL futures will begin and what that path is like to making a team in the National Football League as well. Uh, Great to have with us on the FCS Fever podcast, the lead college analyst for pro football focus. Great to have Anthony Tresh 
here on the program. What's this week, folks, locked into the draft that do it more so than when guys like myself do? We talk about it a lot. You guys have been have been busy, busy uh, grinding the tape, grinding the film, and getting after it. What are these next few days like, Anthony? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Just submitted my final top 100 big board, which will be on PFF.com tomorrow morning. So be sure to check that out. But, you know, it's, it's an exciting time, you know, and I would have to say out of all the drafts, you know, there's always something interesting, something unknown, something crazy that happens with this year. You look at all the different mock drafts and stuff you're hearing, it's hard to really peg down, you know, who's going to really land where. So, you know, I'm excited to see what kind of transpires in the coming days. Yeah, it's always it's it's like a soap opera uh, in uh, in April and May for the NFL. They know how to capture the calendar and uh, and obviously the focus of football fans everywhere. We're talking from an FCS perspective with you on the show today on the pod, and you know I, I know you have been very impressed by NDSU wide receiver Christian Watson, what he has done here in the last few months overall. Is there are you, are you thinking first round possibility for Watson, depending on the circumstances and how everything shakes down? How shocked would you be if he did slip into the end of the first round with what he's shown us the last few months? Yeah, so right now with Christian Watson, I'm expecting him to go within the first 40 picks, um, but I'm not going to be surprised if it does end up being the top 32 picks. Um, you know, definitely you could see someone like maybe the Green Bay Packers or the Kansas City Chiefs there at the end of the first round take a swing on them. Um, you know, and understandably so. I, I would be totally comfortable, you know, taking someone like Christian Watson back there. You know, some people will kind of argue, you know, he's a very raw player. It's going to take a little bit to, you know, really refine, the, you know, to get him to his maximum ceiling. Um, you know, he is a little bit older coming from an FBS level. There, there's going to be a pretty steep learning curve. Um, but, you know, I, I'm willing to think, you know, I think he's going to, you know, adjust to the NFL a little bit quicker than most people think. You know, we did see that progression um, this past year. I was very impressed with it. You know, he really opened up my eyes at the uh, Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Caused me to go back to the tape. Went back to the tape. You could kind of see the progression as the season went on. You know, what he could do as a route runner, his releases, you know, his ball skills, you know, and his ball tracking ability. You know, that's still a weakness. But he did show pretty significant growth, I thought, throughout the season. So, you know, I'm pretty encouraged with what I saw there. And, you know, like I said, when we were down at the Senior Bowl, he was one of the top three graded um, wide receivers in attendance there. PFF, we grade all the players there, too. Um, you know, thanks to Jim Maggie getting us, the director at the Senior Bowl, getting us film access to the practices. We're there seeing him up close in person. And, you know, he was opening up eyes of others, too. You could see the faces of some NFL teams in attendance and, you know, some other college coaches there as well. You know, he was impressing, you know, the way he can move at his size, you know, six, four, six foot four, 208 pounds. I mean, you know, the way he can, you know, his acceleration, you know, his flexibility, it's truly remarkable stuff. So, you know, I could see why teams are intrigued with his skill set and what he can possibly become. You know, he has the skill set to be a true X receiver in the NFL. And, you know, again, I would be willing to take a swing on that, you know, despite some people being a little bit concerned that, you know, it's going to be a longer developmental curve. I don't, I'm not so sure it's going to be as long as a lot of people think. Was there an aha moment for you with Watson watching him down in Mobile, a play that jumps back in your memory right away when you think about, okay, this is a guy we need to take a little more look at here after we leave uh, the Senior Bowl? Yeah, there was one in particular. It was the indoor day, and, you know, he was at the 101 for the goal line. You can kind of see it, and I believe it was uh, one of my colleagues, Mike Renner, uh, lead drafting host here, he tweeted it out, and you can just see, you know, you, you screenshot it when he is, you know, getting out of his release. 
and just the way, you know, his legs are at, it's just, and he has insane flexibility. I mean, it's just so hard to see, you know, kind of comprehend how well he can move at that size. Um, you know, really, it was just the entire week. And, you know, he, he, I was impressed with the way he kind of adjusts adjusted to some off-target passes. Um, you know, he did have some wins in one-on-ones. He didn't end up making the catch because of, you know, a poor throw from the quarterback. Um, but really, I mean, you know, that one play in particular stands out. But, you know, he, he stood out every single day in my mind. I, I really do think yeah. he was one of the biggest winners there. Talking with Anthony Trush, Pro Football Focus, lead college uh, analyst with us on the FCS Fever podcast. Trevor Penning, the guy from Northern Iowa. He's a guy we saw a lot here in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Anthony uh, offensive lineman, a guy that plays with a nasty streak overall, feels like he's a, a sure thing. Midway into the 20, maybe the top 20, 25 of the first round. Is that your anticipation with Penning from uh, Northern Iowa as well? Yeah, I would be, I, honestly, I would be shocked if he, you know, skips the top 20. You know, I think he's probably going to end up being a top, yeah, I would say 15 pick. Um, you know, he could even be a top 10 pick. I wouldn't be surprised to see if someone reached on him there. Um, it's, you know, I, I can't be surprised by anything. We'll probably see tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I think he probably should be there in that range. I wouldn't take him there. I would take pinning on day two. I am definitely a little bit lower on him as a prospect in that general consensus. Um, you know, definitely he blew the athletic testing out of the park. Um, but I just have some pretty big concerns with how his game is going to translate to the NFL level. Now, he's a player that I think is going to face a pretty steep learning curve, um, you know, not just with his physical mind. He, he would ragdoll, you know, just these 400 size defensive linemen on a you know, game-to-game basis at Northern Iowa. Um, but, you know, he just has that aggressive play style. He's going to get flagged for some penalty. He needs to reel that in. Um, but also, he just plays so high. And I think he's going to get full rushed and walked back into the pocket a ton. We did see that, too, at the senior bowl in one-on-ones a couple of times. Um, you know, and he just really needs, you know, from a technical refinement, it's just not there. Right? You know, he needs his entire pass that's reworked. And I think that's going to take a lot of time. Um, you know, so with this tackle class, I think it's pretty top-heavy, of course. You have Charles Cross, Icky Aquanu, Evan Neal, those three guys, I think are top 15 worthy. Um, I probably – you know, the sixth best tackle in this class and someone I would take a swing on towards the end of the second round. Anthony, a guy that I got a chance to, to see up close and personal here was is Montana State linebacker Troy Anderson. I got the chance to see him as a quarterback back in 2018 and saw him in the FCS National Championship game back in January as well. What has Anderson done to improve his stock here during this process and how do you feel about his opportunity in the National Football League? Yeah, I mean, he, he's kind of following the path that Christian Watson has, right? I mean, he went to the Senior Bowl, was one of the biggest stands out there, was actually the highest graded off ball linebacker of the week for us, um, and then went to the Combine, and then was one of the freakiest of all freaks there, right? I mean, we talk a lot about those guys down from Athens, Georgia, and rightfully so, but yeah. Troy Anderson had some of the best numbers that we saw throughout the pre-draft process from an athletic testing standpoint. You watch him on the field, and you could see it. You know, when you turn on that tape, you know, he, he just flies. He has insane range. Um, you know, now he's going to, again, he's going to have a pretty big learning curve going from the FCS level to, you know, the NFL. Um, you know, kind of I'm curious to see how he's going to attack down the in between the tackles. Um, you know, I think there, he's going to have some welcome to the NFL moments. But over time, I think he's a very promising off-ball linebacker prospect. I mean, heck, even at the level of football that he played this past year, he was one of the best players at the position in the country, and it was his first full year at the position, right? I mean, he, he yeah. racked up defensive stops, and, you know, I, I don't care 
you know, who you are, you do that at that level of football. That's impressive considering everything that he went through before, like you said, playing multiple different positions. So, you know, I, I, he's definitely a big winner throughout the pre-draft process. Um, I think he's an intriguing day two prospect. Um, and I, I think he could go in the end of the second round. Yeah. And another, you know, another guy that you have on your uh, top 10 FCS prospects here that we saw quite a bit of. And I, I frankly thought was and had, you know, the skill set and the big play capability to be considered the top offensive player in the FCS. That's running back Pierre Strong Jr. out of South Dakota State. I know that how the running back position, how it's viewed in the league has changed now over the years with how offenses have have changed to a certain degree. Where does Pierre Strong fit in your mind as far as playing the running back position in the National Football League in this era of offense? Yeah, you know, definitely a day three guy. And, you know, the way the NFL is transitioning, like you said, you know, you're not going to have these workhorse backs, right? You know, you're getting committee approaches and rightfully so because, you know, wear and tear on these guys' bodies over time, you know, you you can't really, you know, you know, really survive with a workhorse back. And, you know, at the NFL level, you know, it's very different than the collegiate level. At the collegiate level, running backs are valuable, you know, they can be difference makers, some of the most valuable players in the country. But at the NFL level, they're more interchangeable. And running back success is more of the, by, you know, the byproduct of the offensive line in front of them, right? Um, and so that's why we're starting to see some of the value drop a little bit. And, you know, that's why most of these running backs in Pierre Strong are probably going to go on day three. But, you know, if I'm taking a running back on day three, Pierre Strong is someone I'm going to really take a hard look at, you know, just yeah. giving his, you know, his skill set. Um, you know, receiving and blocking needs some work, but I mean, he's an explosive play waiting to happen on the ground. I mean, he, he's electric. He has, you know, fantastic speed and explosiveness. Um, I think if you put him in a zone, you know, zone heavy scheme, I think that's where he would best thrive. It's always hard to tell because of the, you know, the transition, the jump of how the FCS is viewed by uh, the, the, the scouts and the GMs and the coaches in the National Football League. Some years you've seen up to double digit players, others two or three only taken out of the FCS, what's a number you'd be confident in saying number of guys selected in the three days of the NFL draft out of that division? Ooh, that, that's a very good question. I would probably have to say, I would probably go with, I'll go with 10. I, I think that's pretty comfortable okay. number. And, you know, compared to some years, that, that's, you know, significantly more, um, you know, kind of like you're saying. So I'll, I'll go around that number, probably a little bit more than that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited for a lot of these guys. I think, you know, a lot of them are getting undervalued. Um, you know, Cordell Volson's one in particular. He's one of my favorite prospects in this class, not just in general. I don't have a top 10 or anything. I just think he's severely underrated. And it's someone that I would have in the top 100 there late on day two, I'd consider in the third round. Um, but he could end up sneaking into day three. A lot of people have him in day three prospects, but I think he's a little bit more, you know, with these – FCS products, you know, a lot of them are just, you know, diamonds in the rough it's from an athletic perspective, just raw guys that are uber athletes. But Wilson's a little bit opposite than that. He's not an uber athlete, but he's a little bit more, you know, refined. You know, from a technical standpoint, he's a little bit more further along the, the, the uh, developmental curve. So, you know, I'm very excited to see what he can do at the next level. A lot of people listening to this would be certainly uh, as well, Anthony. Anthony Trash, Pro Football Focus, kind enough to give us some time here on the pod. Hey, I appreciate your work. Uh, very good at what you do. Keep it up, and we'll, uh, we'll keep following. We'll keep watching. Thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. 
Hey, the NBA playoffs are heating up, and DraftKings has an incredible offer for first-time users. The offer, make a $5 money line bet on any team in any game for the NBA playoffs, and if that team wins, you get $150 in free bets. That's right. One team, one $5 money line bet, one win, you get $150 in free cash. Here's how it works. Click the link in the show description and sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook and make your first deposit. Make a $5 bet on any team. If your team wins... You get an automatic $150 thanks to our friends at DraftKings. It's the best offer going in sports betting, so act now. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling, and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537 in Illinois. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Wyoming. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Or call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. 21 and older, 18 and older in Wyoming. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit. Minimum $5 wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. All right, big thanks. Anthony Trash, pro football focus, lead college football analyst and a writer stopping by the program, by the pod. And, you know, I, at the end there, I brought up Pierre Strong Jr. I really believe Pierre Strong has got an interesting makeup from a speed, athleticism perspective. I think he's a guy that can make it and can thrive in the National Football League. I saw him for four years in the Missouri Valley Football Conference at South Dakota State. He is a skilled, skilled young man. Uh, the way offenses are trending, can he become more of the pass-catching type, line him up in different areas on the field? Versatility seems to be the name of the game in that respect for running backs in this era of offense in the National Football League. All right, how about a couple big guys to uh, wrap things up here, both in the Peace Garden State, in the state of North Dakota, Cordell Volson, interior offensive lineman, versatile young man out of tiny Balfour, North Dakota, an All-American and one of the uh, the big, big leaders for this NDSU football team in 2021, helping lead the Bison to a ninth national championship in 11 seasons, Cordell Volson had one heck of a Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. His combine didn't go great in Indianapolis, but he rebounded very well with the fantastic Pro Day in Fargo on the campus of North Dakota State University. You heard Anthony talk about him a little bit. I think Cordell uh, is a guy. Cordell is a lineman that can make it day number three, I feel like, in the NFL draft. Would not be shocked to see him go day three. Frankly, I'd be surprised if he does not get drafted and is a free agent signee, but I have been certainly wrong before when it comes to the draft and FCS prospects. And how about up the road in Grand Forks? Matt, well, let's go. The University of North Dakota, 6'8", 312, 35-inch arms, and the guy tested through the roof, senior bowl. He did very, very well. I think Matt, well, let's go is another guy as well that is going to be able to provide a, a punch up front along the offensive line moving from the FCS into the NFL. And I'll uh, grab one as well, talk about one here from the uh, the old Southland Conference to the WAC, and now they're moving up to the FBS, Sam Houston. Zion McCollum, a cornerback for Sam Houston. Uh, the guy is athletically very, very talented. When I saw him play in person, I was impressed the way he came up 
and the way he tackled and with the physicality, the level of physicality he played with against North Dakota State in the spring season in 2021. I was impressed by Zion McCollum out of Sam Houston. So that is a name potentially uh, as well and could be a guy you see day three, uh, possibly see somebody take a chance on him day two. But don't be shocked if Zion McCollum from Sam Houston is a draft pick here in 2022. Anthony Tresh threw the number 10 out, 10 FCS prospects he thinks could be taken in the NFL draft. Uh, I think that'd be great. If you could get 10 guys taken from the FCS, it's been higher than that before. We've seen as low as two or three in certain years, depending on, on what's been going on. You get 10, you get double digits. I think that is a quality number to look at, and you'd have to be uh, pretty impressed, pretty happy with that from an FCS standpoint uh, overall. But certainly Thursday night, Trevor Penning, he feels like a first-round draft pick. He's been mocked in the top 15, the top 20 for quite some time now. And all Bison fans would love to see another first-round pick in the NFL draft from NDSU. Christian Watson would be the third first-round selection from North Dakota State University during this FCS championship run. So impressive by the Bison. He's hoping to be somewhere at the end of the first round, most likely, and for sure, a day two second round guy. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, that's going to do it for us, the FCS Fever Podcast. Hey, be heads up here coming soon. We'll have a bit of a spring football recap, and we'll talk about the national scene, how things are changing, conference realignment around the world of FCS college football. Be heads up for that coming up down the road. My name is Jeff Colhane. This has been the FCS Fever Podcast. Enjoy the NFL draft, everyone. We'll be back again soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.